This last week was a week marked by terrorism. From the attempted assassinations of politicians and journalists by pipe bombs in the mail, to the two black grandparents gunned down in the parking lot of a grocery store after the gunman couldn't gain access to a black church, to the 11 murdered in an anti-Semitic attack at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. This week, we saw the largest assassination attempt in history, and we saw the largest anti-Semitic attack in the history of our country. This week, this last week, reminds us just how much of our common life together is marked by a profound, profound level of violence and enmity. One of the news push notifications on my phone declared this morning that, quote, over the last week, hate has shown what it is capable of in America. We live in a society that seems to be tearing itself apart. And it seems like hatred and lies have become our common currency. And if I'm honest with you, then I have to say that I often feel at a loss. I often feel like I cannot see. I cannot see how to make sense of it all. I cannot see what to think. I cannot see how to be a father trying to raise up three children at a time like this. I cannot see how to be your pastor. I cannot see how to be a preacher for what can be done or said in response to this broken and hurting world. I cannot see how to live as a citizen in this fractious and divided country. And in light of this gospel's, this morning's gospel lesson, I have to admit I have a newfound sympathy for the blind beggar Bartimaeus. For I feel just a bit of his distress, just a bit of his desperation. I've got a sense of his nearly hopeless longing. I too feel blind blind at a time like this. And I feel like his plea is also my plea. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Or even more so, have mercy on us. When we learn of blind Bartimaeus, we find him at his normal spot along the road outside of Jericho. And yet today there is a commotion. No one has talked to Bartimaeus. No one's told him. But he has heard the commotion of the crowd, and he knows that Jesus is coming. Before now, he has heard all about who Jesus might be and what he might be able to do for him. And so when the chaos of the crowd reaches its peak... And Bartimaeus senses that Jesus is near. He cries out. He cries out, 
and he cries out. He cries out even when the crowd tells him to stop. He, he cries out even more loudly when they tell him to be quiet. And Bartimaeus is heard. Jesus calls Bartimaeus to him. Jesus calls on the crowd to call Bartimaeus to him. And now the people who had just told Bartimaeus to be quiet, they're now telling him to get up and take heart and go to Jesus. And Bartimaeus throws off his cloak, leaving behind all he has, and he comes to Jesus. Now, with Jesus, a healing is never just a healing. With Jesus, a healing always points to something more. It, it points to something bigger. Now, of course, when Jesus heals a person, Jesus heals the person. The individual's life is transformed. But the, the healing also has, always has, a symbolic nature. In the Gospel of John, all of Jesus' miracles are called signs. They are symbols for the kingdom of God. And so, too, with Bartimaeus. When Jesus heals Bartimaeus, it's not just that Bartimaeus receives his physical sight again. There is indeed something more going on here. So, for instance... Notice what Jesus asks Bartimaeus when Bartimaeus comes to him. Jesus says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And if that question sounds familiar, then you just might have been in church last week. So this is good. Because that question, that question, what do you want me to do for you, is the same question that Jesus asked the disciples James and John last week when they came to Jesus asking him to do whatever they ask. Now, if you remember, James and John, they longed for glory. They longed for power. They wanted to sit at, at Jesus' right hand and at his left when Jesus comes into his power. And as such, they have still not understood that following Jesus means leaving behind such pursuits. James and John and all of the 12 disciples have not been able to hear Jesus when Jesus has told them that he must go to Jerusalem and be rejected and crucified by the authorities and then raised on the third day. They've not been able to hear Jesus when he has told them that he is giving his life as a ransom for all which is to say a liberating self-gift that frees us to truly live. The disciples have not been able to hear Jesus when Jesus has told them that if they want to be his followers, then they must take up their own cross and follow Jesus through the service of others, especially those who are vulnerable and in need. But here... Here with Bartimaeus, we're given a faithful, a picture rather, of a faithful response to Jesus. When Jesus calls Bartimaeus and Bartimaeus throws off his cloak, 
then we are meant to hear the echo of what the 12 apostles did when Jesus called them. For Bartimaeus is leaving everything behind in response to Jesus' call, just like Peter and James and John left behind their fishing nets to come and follow Jesus. Like the others, Bartimaeus is becoming a disciple in response to Jesus' call. Jesus calls Bartimaeus to him. And like them, he's leaving all behind. But unlike the other disciples, when Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus doesn't ask for power. Bartimaeus doesn't ask for prestige. Bartimaeus merely asks for the gift of sight. My teacher, let me see again. The sight Bartimaeus asks for is not just the gift of being able to physically see. He's asking for the gift of faith. He's asking for the gift of hope. He's asking for the gift of love. Bartimaeus is asking Jesus for the capacity to joyfully follow Jesus on the path of discipleship. And in response, we are told, Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. And then, immediately Bartimaeus regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Bartimaeus' healing is not just a healing. It is a conversion. It is the story of, of someone becoming a disciple. Bartimaeus asked for sight. Is it fair to say that, that Bartimaeus was also asking to see God's presence in the world around him? Is it fair to say that when Bartimaeus asked to see, he was asking to see God at work in the brokenness and the horror of this world? If it is, then it's also fair to say that Bartimaeus came to see God's presence and work in the world through and in the person of Jesus. In Jesus, God is healing the hatred and enmity of our world. In Jesus, God is liberating our world from the powers of sin and death. In Jesus, God saves this world God loves through the cross of Good Friday and the brilliance of the resurrection on Easter morning. We might long for a magic wand to be waved that would whisk away all of the suffering and all of the brokenness and all of the pain. That is not the way that God can work or will work. Instead, God enters into our brokenness through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to heal us and to restore us and to show us the way of light and life, to show us the path of love. 
we will find our sight. We will find our hope. We will find our bearings as we come to follow the way of love embodied by Jesus. Following Jesus, we can lay aside the violence that only produces more violence. Following Jesus, we can reject the hatred that only results in more hatred. Following Jesus, we can join our voices with those whose voices are too often silenced or unheard. Following Jesus on the way, we can bear witness to God's love and justice and peace. As we come to follow Jesus, then we will discover and bear witness, discover the depths of God's love and bear witness, bear witness against the forces of hate, like the power of anti-Semitism. We will join with our siblings, with our fellow human beings, to strive to foster tolerance and understanding. Trusting in God and following Jesus, we can bear witness to the power of love in this hurting and broken world. Too often, the strength of this way is confused with weakness. Too often, we think that that strength comes through the exercise of power and domination. But what Jesus reveals is that the true way of power, the true way of strength, is through the power of love. That is how true transformation can take about. That is how true transformation can be made a reality in our lives. We must see, we have to see, that the world can only be transformed by the power of love. And Jesus calls on us to bear witness to that power through our lives and through our deeds. But to do that, to bear witness in that way, we must ask Jesus that we might see this way of love again and again and again. We must say with Bartimaeus, my teacher, let me see again. And in seeing, even if it's only partially, in seeing, we can come to follow Jesus on this way of love. In seeing, we can be a force of healing and restoration in this broken world. In seeing, we can bear witness to the ways in which God's love is at work in the world always and everywhere, even in the midst of horror and terror, even in the midst of pain and suffering.
we must ask again and again and again to see. And in seeing, if, if, even if it's only partially, we can come to follow the way of Jesus. We can come to follow the way of love. Amen.